and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. On match day's eve, the game before, the day before rather, uh, the game against Southampton. Tomorrow, I'm joined by Bailey. How do you mate? You good? Good as ever, TC. Good as ever. Just ready to for the next game to hopefully get over the, the last two defeats. I thought you were going to be in mourning this morning um, because last night we witnessed the passing of another poor Hussein Mawar performance. Um, so I think there's no better place to start than Let's discussing start. why you still believe he's the right player despite against West Ham United offering zero. <laughs> Listen, that was the second leg. If you watch the first leg, he was excellent. He was very. So you're saying he's good 50% of the time? Is that what we're saying? Listen, what player played well for Leon yesterday? Not a single, not a single, not a single player played well. I think it was a bad day at the office for the home side. Ara showed in the first leg that he does have enough and he will be quality on the left hand side. He was playing he played in a different position yesterday. Um last week he was on the left hand side of midfield and he done that position perfectly. He was, he also he played the ball for Dembele when Cresswell got sent off and he was excellent in the first leg. The the manager decided to change the system a little bit and Allard didn't really suit. The, 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 the listen, no, no one played well. Not a single player in that team played well. And West Ham won 3 0. Everyone has a bad day at the office. Look, this is this is to be fair, one of the reasons why I don't want Awa. Um, is because when Leon play bad, he's bad. Like he's not the type to drag that team out of a bad performance. Like I want to see characters that you know pick the team by the scruff of the neck and drag them to three points when they're playing badly and I just feel like he can be a bit of a passenger, as he was yesterday. Mm. I, I understand that. At the same time, with the midfielders we've been linked with, are, are any of those players do any of those players have that that trait about them where they can carry a team? I think in the midfield, the left side of the midfield, mm. that's a position where it's hard to really dictate dictate a game. I think Erdegaard does it very well for his position, but he doesn't mm. always do it either. I think the games against Brighton and Crystal Palace is proof of that. He did go quiet when the team were playing bad. He he plays bad too. I think it's, for that position, it's awkward. I think for a striker or for an attacker with, with a bit more pace and a bit more di- uh, direct, he's more direct in his game, that can happen. I think with a player like Aldard, to really get him going, his type of player, you, the team needs to be buzzing. I just think of number 10, such as Ozil. I think of going to Manchester City, if players like Bernardo Silva, if their team's not playing well, it's hard for them to really to really shine. And I think the same is for, for Hussein. Fair enough. Um, good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Let us know what you think on this debate about Hussein Awar and his performance last night. Speaking of players who also had bad performances last night, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang um, missed a couple of absolutes. One in particular was a practically an open goal. Just needed to get his foot on it, really. And it would have been, I think, 2-1. Uh, he would have brought the Barcelona back into the game at the time. So it would have been an absolutely huge goal. I've seen some horrible abuse online from Barcelona fans as well uh, in the wake of that, uh, which, as we always say, is unacceptable. Um, and look, I, I, I'm not I'm not exactly like jumping for joy at the idea of Aubameyang, you know, going out, to be honest, in, you know, with respect, I don't really care. Like, you know, it's it's Barcelona, it's not Arsenal. and But it was always going to get brought up as a discussion. It was always going to get brought up that, you know, I saw a lot of Arsenal fans last night um, who have been criticising Mikel Arteta's decision to let him go, you know, defending that again, but also people that have been battling back and arguing with those same people going, ha-ha, Aubameyang's out, Mr. Sitter. Do you, is this going to be one of those stories that runs until he retires now? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be? honestly, <laughs> look, you could 
watch a game in the in the finish finished first division, and somehow Arsenal fans will somehow blame Arteta for for the, so the finished first division. Yeah, finished first division. <laughs> Some, somehow Arteta will get blamed for for a team losing a win. But with the Aubameyang situation, I think I just want to forget. It. I really do just want to forget. It. I think everything he does now is being scrutinized. Whenever he scores, you see Piers mm. Morgan tweeting. He does badly. You see fans jumping on the bandwagon saying, "Oh, look, this is why we sold him. This is why. This is why." It's I've never seen anything like it for another player, another yeah. club. Like I just think of, let's say Chelsea, they sold Salah or De Bruyne. Do you ever hear the comparisons there? I don't really hear the comparisons. No, it's, I don't. It's a good point actually. But to be fair, Chelsea have also had a lot of success. Yeah, <laughs> in that true. time very as well. True. So very I true, suppose that's true. probably the reason why. But yeah, and look, I. It was a bad performance for me. It was a bad performance from Barcelona. I was shocked that they went through. The positive for Arsenal, though, and it does relate to Arsenal, is that now West Ham will play Frankfurt in the on the Thursday before we play them on the Sunday. We are game sandwiches, those two crucial Europa League games. It doesn't look like they'd be able to get top four. Um, and so the Europa League is huge for them because they've now got a game against Frankfurt, which, you know, you'd look at as a winnable game. You, you would have said that about Barcelona, of course, as well. But, uh, and they're no, you know, with respect, you know, you'd, you'd hope that, or hope, but you'd expect that West Ham would be able to get past them. And then it's either RB Leipzig or Rangers in the final. And they'll be targeting that competition as very, very winnable for them. So do you think that this is, obviously it is a positive for us, but do you do you expect West Ham to significantly rotate for that Arsenal game, knowing those two Frankfurt games are either side of it? Yeah, I don't think they have the depth to rotate too heavy anyway, mm. I think. I said this at the start of the season, West Ham and Leicester, we compete with them, but they will struggle because they're in Europe. And now it really is going to come to the fore. It's really going to be clear to see, I think, in the last leg, when in between playing the game in between Lyon, they struggled against Brentford, of course. And even when playing at Sevilla in between that, they struggled too. So it really is a blessing in disguise for us. I, I had already predicted that we'd beat West Ham regardless. But now mm. I think this really, this really does make it clear that we should, no excuses there, we really should go and get all the three points. Yeah, we really have to. It's certainly something that we can benefit from. Uh, they'll obviously not want to lose and go into the game hit with a hit of momentum, of course, but David Moyes will know that priorities will come first and the Frankfurt game would certainly be taking priority over um, over that game against Arsenal on the Sunday. So, and, and the rest involved as well. They travel, obviously, to Germany the week after. Annoyingly, it's not the away game first. They, they do play at home first, but uh, still, it's that recovery time that's going to be there from Thursday to Sunday. We'll see how it plays out, um, but I think it's certainly a positive one for Arsenal. Uh, Mikel Arteta's press conference takes place today. Uh, you'll be able to watch that on the channel, of course, after that completes. It's, uh, I think, around one o'clock he's going to be taking that press conference, so you'll be able to listen back to that. One of the big topics that's going to be discussed, Bailey, is, is Lacazette's fitness, because, again, rumours circulating that he didn't train yesterday. I Look, I, I don't want him to be unfit. Like I, I wanted to, to rotate him. I wanted to see someone else given an opportunity, but him not being in the squad because of injury is a is a big loss, like yeah. still a big loss. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, yesterday I was like, this is this is not a good thing at all. We do need. Mm. I know we do criticize, like I said, he doesn't score enough goals, but he is crucial. He's crucial to our side, like it or not. Yes, he's not the greatest, but he's still our only for me, our only experienced striker, our only striker that could actually offer anything. So losing your own, losing your only asset in that department is is a big loss. And now we're gonna have to hopefully. Arteta has a good solution for this. Hopefully, maybe Martinelli, and you mentioned Nicola Pepe. I'm not against Nicola Pepe either, but mm. Arteta's going to have to be smart with his with his selection, and he's either going to be loved or hated uh, after the Southampton game, if we succeed or not. I think it's going to create a lot of a lot of discussion, a lot of annoyance if it doesn't succeed, but at mm. the same time, a lot of jubilation if we do. But I would like to see Martinelli. 
Yeah, it, whoever he picks, it's a huge, huge task. Who do you think he'll pick out of interest? It's a good... I just hope... I don't want him to choose Enketia, but I think he might just choose... I think he might just opt for Enketia. Hopefully not. But yeah, I think that's what's going to happen yeah, as well. I think Enketia is going to be the first one to come in. Um, I'm hoping... Do you think Tavares will come back in? I don't think he will. I think... Uh, I don't want, want him to. I would want him to come back. As I mentioned this in the, the reporter's exile that's coming out uh, shortly, that I want him to come back in the game where we're playing at home at the Emirates where it's more mm -hmm. calm and there's less pressure on him. I know Southampton, St. Mary's, we don't have a, the greatest of records there, so we're going to have to be defensive, defensively solid. So I'd rather Cedric at left-back and Ben White at right-back. But, yeah, it's a, I don't know if he will bring him in. I would say no. Simply because he did. Why would he bring him now if he didn't bring him in? Bring him in against Brighton, it would be it would be a weird one. But yeah, so I'd say I'd say no. I'd say no. What about you? Yeah, I th I don't think he will. Uh, I think evidence history tells us that once he kind of you know has a little bit of a, a not a dislike, but just you know he doesn't really fancy him. He doesn't really pick him. Um, which is a shame because I think there's talent there. Uh, and I think that, you know, if he's if he's going to operate in the right system, which I still think would be a back three and giving him that security defensively, it would enable us to be a little bit more secure. It would move Xhaka back into the midfield alongside Lukonga. I have a weird feeling that El Nenny might play in this game. I, I feel like he could come back into things after Lukonga struggle. If he does go with Xhaka at left back again, it would make sense to go with El Nenny and Lukonga to kind of put El Nenny in that parte role and then Lukonga push slightly further forwards. That's a possibility. I know that fans won't like that. I, don't, I won't particularly no, I don't like it either because yeah. I want to see Xhaka come back in. But, you know, it's the, I feel that El Nenny's got more of a role to play maybe than people uh, suggest right now because of his experience. And he would be the most experienced player in the team if he came in. I think he's I think he's 30 now. So he would be the oldest player in the squad alongside Cedric as well. So it's uh, whoever he goes for. There's obviously going to be big talking points. Uh, we'll be obviously doing a, a reaction. Are you are you on shift tomorrow? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I'm game? on the block shift, yep. So uh, hopefully there'll be a, a match reaction show yeah. for 15 or so minutes after the game. Um, we'll see who's around. Maybe Guy will, will hop on with you uh, to have a chat about the game, of course. But uh, it's going to be a weird one. Uh, it's going to be very difficult to predict. I'm going to press you for a prediction. We might be doing a predict to show this afternoon. We need to secure that first. But if you were to go over a prediction for the game, what would you go for? I'm going to go with a uh, T2. <laughs> oh, is What did you predict for the predict? It was 2-2, two -two, yeah. I yeah. think I said I said 2-0. So I, I, right. I hope you're all right. Jesus. Look, I, I think that it's going to be a game that, you know, Southampton's season is petering out a bit right now. Um, you're not really questioning their safety. We're not really questioning what they can do in, in terms of a top-half finish. They've just been battered 6-0 by Chelsea. You know, it's all in for a Saints win. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what worries up. me. Yeah, it's all set up. Uh, it's just, I can't... The problem is, is, is with us, to win, you need to score goals. And yeah. that's proving a real issue for us at the moment. Um, I, I, annoyingly, that Martinelli goal that wasn't a goal against Brighton, if it goes in against Brighton, I just feel like such a different game and then we go forwards from that game so differently and you know that, that will come back to haunt us I hope it doesn't but I just feel that it will and, and I'm still angry about that VAR choice to just guess where to put the line that day if, if you give the goal you give the goal and I'm just hoping yeah. that VAR if it actually has to come to VAR on Saturday that 
they get the right choice this time because it's just it's it's costing us significantly costing us. Brandon says one 0 Arsenal. Smith Road to get a goal. Harvey not as confident though. One one. I think Marcus says. I.e. After what we've all said, <laughs> set for a loss. <laughs> just know what's going to happen. Uh, zero zero slice says uh, player a back three and Tavares as a wing back. Sambi has potential but can't do it on his own in midfield. Still has a lot to learn. To be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing Xhaka and El Nenny. Hope says Tavares should come back in. He must. Uh, he must be back in. We can't play with Xhaka at left back and leave the midfield open for the remainder of the season. I definitely, definitely agree. Peeny Ween, 5 0 Arsenal. Love that confidence, <laughs> mate. I love it. Uh, last topic to discuss before we take a couple of questions from the chat. So if you've got a couple of questions you'd like to throw in, do get them in now. The number one leading striker candidate, according to Gazetta Dada Sport, is your favourite, Victor Ozyman. I can see the smile on your face. Love it. <laughs> Very Love happy it. about this. How do you make about this story? How much truth do you oh, think we can put into this? Music to my ears, TC. Music to my ears. I've been saying it for the longest. For how many months now? We must get Victor Ozyman. And finally, he's getting the strong links that I've been waiting for. Um, he's already bought his wheelchair because he's going to get injured. <laughs> oh, here, like we this go. <laughs> here we go. Listen, he'll stay fit. He'll stay fit at Arsenal, I'm sure. But no, I, I hope it is. I hope it is true. I think it will be difficult. He will not be cheap by any stretch of the imagination because, of course, Napoli signed him for around, I think it was 70 million euros. 70 million right? euros, yeah, something like that. Right, so, yeah, of course, they're going to want to make profit on that. So it'll be even more expensive than that. So hopefully, Arsenal can cough up the money and pay because it will be worth it. I think for a striker, you, you've seen how important it is and he'll be worth every penny that, that Napoli demands of him. I'm sure of that. Yeah, look, if we are going to go for a striker, no one's going to say no to, to Osman. I don't think he's a, obviously a quality forward, a consistent goal scorer. He's, he's done it now in, in Liga. He's moved to Serie A. He's continued to score. He's elevated Napoli to becoming a title-challenging team this season alongside Inter Milan and, uh, and AC Milan, of course, um, if you can get him in. The only issue I have with him is I feel like our, the way in which we attack would need to slightly change because you can't expect him to do the link-up that you know Lacazette mm. does. He is capable of holding the ball. He is capable of like bringing others into play, but he's not a, a frequent assister. He's not someone you know. He's he's very much got his eyes on the on on the goal, and when he receives the ball, he's thinking about where he can get into a shooting opportunity. So that that would be the only thing. Um, at the, that, yeah, at the same time, on. that's I feel like that's every striker. I think that's every striker who scores goals. That's the that's the yeah. mentality. Unless it's a uh, I'm just so I'm so um, like is it? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just not witnessed a proper striker. <laughs> I mean, when we had a Bamiyang, he was so out of form for us, yeah. you know, and I haven't, we haven't actually had like that clinical forward for so, so long since a Bamiyang was last in form, really. And even then he was operating on the left-hand side more than anywhere else. Arsenal have just lacked a striker that you can really kind of bank on from a younger age in his early to mid-20s to push forward to be Arsenal striker for the next five, six, seven, eight, whatever, how many years. And Ozyman could be that player. It's still 23, 24 years of age. You know, he's got so many years left in his career and, and that's who Arsenal need to lock down as a striker that's going to give us that longevity. Um, let's jump into the chat box and take a couple of questions. Uh, Marcus says, Bailey, I admire your knowledge, but how come every player you see you like seems to be injury prone? Keep up the great work you're in, Tom. Though. Is it, do you, I, I know it's I know it's all co coincidental, but it is funny. Like Awala, you know, has had his injury issues. Renata Sanchez has had his injury issues. Ozzy had his injury issues. 
What is it about injury-prone players, Bailey, that yeah, you just you like so much? Look, TC, you do enough digging, players going to have a negative society. It's going to have something wrong with you, whether that's attitude or energy issues. Who's I know... your number one pick for uh, for right back in the summer if you want to sign one? I know, you, I know, you're, I know you're, you've set me up there. You're setting me up there. But I know, oh, I know no, I'm, I'm just asking. Tariq, I'm going to say Tariq Lamptey, but I know you're ready. You're going to say he's Tariq Lamptey. Let's just have a quick check. Of, uh, <laughs> yes, Tariq he's Lamptey. had hamstring issues in the past, guys, but he's been fit this season. He had a major injury. He's come back this season and... You saw how well he did, so uh, so he's uh, so he's been fit this season. Yeah, uh, to be fair, uh, 2021, hamstring 17 injury. games missed with a hamstring problem. Then, oh, this is a horrible injury called rest. Um, <laughs> he missed two oh, days in one, one game, uh, and still in 2021, he missed 16 games because of a hamstring injury. So so far, we've missed how many is that? 33 right. games. Uh, and then it, also in 2021, he had a thigh muscle strain and missed another game. So in total, he missed 35 games across 2021. So because of that, so let's say it's a relampty is available. Because of that record there, you, you'd say no. Oh, I think he costs like 50 million quid, which is why I would say no. Like, <laughs> let's say he costs 30 million. Would you take him? If you could get Lamptey for 30 million pounds, I'd be more open to it, sure. But I also think I'm not sure how much a right back is necessary because Brooke Norton Cuff yeah. is coming through. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. And I think maybe dropping 30 million on a right back when you've already got Tommy Aston and Cedric and you've got this young talent coming through, I'm not sure if that's the right one or not. Um, Pinoin says, did I miss the conclusion of the yellow card scandal? Seemed like huge news at the time. What was the yellow card scandal? Do you, it was, do you... the, it was the, yeah, it was, I think it was the article by Athletic saying, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. That never, yeah. So nothing ever came of that. Mm. Basically, if you're unaware, the Athletic ran a piece where they basically said that an unidentified Arsenal player had been involved in receiving a yellow card that had weirdly been backed in the bookies by, not backed in the bookies, but so many people had put bets on this yellow card happening. Nothing's come of that. Um, there was obviously that video that circulated of Xhaka, but we obviously there's no evidence that it was Xhaka. But there was that video going around at the time. I've seen people suggest Tomiyasu, you know, because yeah. of uh, his absence. But there's no evidence to suggest that either Xhaka or Tomiyasu is involved in this. We don't know. We, we just don't know what's gone on with that. And nothing's come forward with it. It did seem like huge news at the time. And you were worried that there was going to be a ban or something in place. Because I remember when Kieran Trippier was involved in that gambling yeah. incident and he got a suspension and then he went off to Atletico Madrid, of course, where he had to continue that suspension. So, um, yeah, nothing happened in the end. I'm assuming it's still under investigation or they just haven't found enough evidence to, you know, put forward a case. But we'll have to wait and see and we'll update you if anything does change on that one. Uh, Lynn says, do you, th uh, do you think that Champions League would come in as the link-up striker? Who's Oh, am I... DCL, is that? A I look at CL, I think Champions League. Who am I thinking? Calvert-Lewin? No, I reckon that's Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, I think that's Calvert-Lewin. Do you think that he would come in as the... No, 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 and no, and no. Uh, do you know what Dominic Calvert-Lewin... Get off the fence, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a solid no uh, from Bailey on Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, I look, when we, when we were linked to him last summer, I was like, okay, you know, if we move on Lacazette or Aubameyang... Bring in Calvert-Lewin now. That's not a bad option for us. Um, but what I would say is that at injury records, which I'm surprised, you know, you don't love him um, <laughs> because he's out for so long. But, yeah, I, I have gone off the, the Calvert-Lewin train, it's fair to say, uh, this season. I certainly was on the hype train for Calvert-Lewin earlier on. But, yeah, just not for me. Ozemen or Darwin Nunez, says uh, hopeful. Look, I think... Uh, 
I see him in all day, every day. But I'd say this, Darwin Nunes has had more exposure. He's been lucky because he's played in the Champions League this year. Osimhen hasn't really had that chance under Napoli. But if he did, I'm sure Osimhen would be creating much, many more fireworks than, than Darwin Nunes. I'm certain of that. Uh, Paul's asking what system we're going to go for tomorrow. I'm hoping that we're going to do a team predictor, uh, Paul. So you just stick around on the channel for that. It'll be up later. So make sure you turn those notifications on and we'll try and get a predictor show out for you a little later. We're going to wrap things up there. Before we do, um, I just want to say a massive thank you to Gina, um, who is leaving us now, unfortunately. Those that don't know who Gina is, uh, it's because you probably wouldn't have seen. I think actually Gina joined us right at the start for one show uh, that we did in the summer. Um, but Gina has been part of our multimedia team and making uh, all of our thumbnails and putting together the streams and everything like that. And she's done an amazing job and she's leaving us today. So I just wanted to give her uh, the best of luck wishes uh, wherever she goes. Bailey, I'm sure you'll echo that uh, as well. But a massive thank you to Gina uh, and also to Guy. Uh, Guy, you won't uh, you won't miss him because Guy, I'm sure, will be back. But Guy is also moving on to another role. And so we want to wish them both the absolute best in their new roles and for all of their help on helping the channel grow to, to where it is today. But as I say, Guy will be back on the channel because he's not He's not leaving uh, in the same way. But, uh, yeah, Gina, we wish you the absolute best. And thank you so much for all of the help that you've brought to the channel. You're making it what it is today. Bailey, thank you so much, mate, for coming on the show. As always, fella. Thank you, fella. It sounded like an off from Johnny Trance window there. They're the mass exodus. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Of course, thank yeah. you, guys. And if someone can find the video which Gina was in, potentially give you a giveaway i'll give you a prize if you can bring up the video that gino was in well i could do that yeah, <laughs> i did there's no problem um yeah lovely stuff thank you for tuning in people uh really appreciate your time as always uh we'll be back hopefully a little bit later on this afternoon there'll definitely be another show for you on the channel later on because you'll have Mikel Arteta's press conference to watch back but other than that uh we will see you uh, tomorrow, if not for the reaction of the game, will be live soon after full time, or Bailey will uh, at least. So make sure you tune in for that. See you soon, guys. Have a great day. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. <laughs>